episode 191 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Everybody's excited, and by everybody I mean me, because I have got a special new guest co-host this week. You'll recognize the voice, although it might sound a little bit different because it's coming to you, and by it, that sounds really terrible, doesn't it? He is coming to you from Victoria, which is a little bit warmer than the climbs that he has been reporting in from of late, those climbs being the Canadian variety. It is the one and only G-Train. G-Train, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mel. Great to be on here and um, looking forward to uh, having a chat with you tonight. Awesome. I'm, As I said, I'm very excited to have you here. I would like to start, however, with asking you about the origins of G Train because it's it's not a it's not a nickname that we gave you. Scotty used to be very fond of giving the roving reporters nicknames because he well, he's familiar or friendly with anyone. He doesn't like to call them their actual name. But G Train is one that you called yourself when you first started reporting in for us. And where does it come from? Well, it's the handle that I use on uh, my race bibs whenever I do an event, uh, and there's the opportunity to, you know, personalise the bib. And the uh, the nickname first came from my uh, old school mate, uh, Professor Tim Stenier, who's a researcher at the University of Melbourne, and um, he's also into running and he lives locally to me as well, so we catch up every now and then. And um, he just, uh, with his comments on Strava, Regarding my runs, he um, came up with the, t- the name G-Train. I thought, well, that sounds okay. So I thought I might stick with it. <laughs> and how many times in your running career have you had somebody shout at you all aboard the G-Train? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, um, but, you know, at, at running events. No, no. They, I, I did get a few shout-outs for saying, you know, you know, sort of go G-Train, hurry up G-Train, that sort of thing in events. But, uh, no, nobody said all aboard yet. Oh. Gosh, there's like so many missed opportunities that must have happened. I'm really actually very disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I do love personalised bibs though because they're great for having people shout out your name and encourage you in a more personal way. I know I always, when I'm cheering, I always use them as much as possible. So. Yes, and, and when I'm doing an event, I'll always just take whatever name people yell out. So, you know, if somebody else ahead of me is called Tony and somebody's out, go Tony, I'll think, oh, okay. They've got my name wrong, but I'll keep going anyway. (laughs) Well, as long as you don't correct them because they're doing the best they can. That's right. Now, okay, let's let's do a little bit of a session of getting to know the G-Train because we have been very fortunate to have a lot of roving reports from you, our special correspondent, uh, most recently relating to the Canadian series. Uh, Can you give us a bit of a background well, let's go back to Canada. What made you decide that it would be cool to report into the Parkrun Adventurers from Canada? Well, the first time that I sent you guys roving reports from Canada was a bit over two years ago now. And Parkrun in Canada was still very young at that stage. Uh, there were probably less than um, 10 events across the country, I think, uh, from memory. And around the Greater Toronto area, there were only two either side. Uh, We're in Toronto because my wife is from Canada, so we're over there visiting her uh, dad and um, the rest of the family. And um, by that stage, I was uh, right into park runs, so I thought, well, while I'm here, um, I don't think we'd had any roving reports from Canada at that stage, so I thought, why not um, give it a go, do something new, and uh, have a bit of fun with it. Okay, and I'm just going to interrupt you there. What is your dog called? Uh, that would have been Milo. Milo. Oh, there's, so there's plural? You've got yeah. dogs plural? Yeah, there's plural. Yeah, Milo and Archie. <laughs> and I suspect there's probably another dog on the TV or something. Excellent. We are big fans of having puppies around and about the place when we're recording on the podcast. So nice to meet you, Milo. Uh, but back to Canada. Yes, so this was this yes. was season two, effectively, your most recent series. It was season two of the Canadian series. And you've done an excellent job getting around and about, I guess it's it's been a nice little excuse for you to try the different ones as well? Yeah, it has been. Um, it was interesting the first time that I was over there in that both of the events were about an hour either side of Toronto you know, and from where we were staying in um, a little sort of attached city called Brampton. Um, but this time we had some closer events to us. We were staying in 
Mississauga, which is again on the um, outskirts of Toronto. So I was able to get to some events which were only about 20 minutes away, which is fantastic. And um, I think the furthest I did have to travel was about an hour to two events, but um, you know, I only had to do that twice rather than having to do it uh, each week when I was there last time. Yeah, every time you sent a new report in, I would go to the Canadian map and I would have a look where you were and where you'd gone to. And, and you've got quite the little cluster in, in the area now. There's probably, the Canadians probably have a, a club for that or that kind of region or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one of them that I haven't done, which I was sort of kicking myself for afterwards. Um, while I was over there, I was coming close to uh, an unofficial milestone with the volunteering. So I thought the Fun way to do that might be if I could volunteer as an ID on New Year's Day at one of the events, and they uh, very kindly allowed me to do that. Um, but uh, as a result, there was one event on the other side of Toronto that I didn't get to. So, uh, yeah, you know, mixed feelings about that, but uh, you know, it's all good in the end. There's always next time. That's right. I'll save it up for then. <laughs> okay, so... You you talked about you when you first went to Canada that you were right into parkrun then. Where where did your parkrun story start? Uh, well, it's interesting. Um, I guess if I just go back to my running story to start off with, I um, I did a fair bit of running when I was younger in my early adult years uh, when I was in the army, and um, but I left the army because of some uh, chronic injuries that I um, had incurred. Uh, not doing anything. Uh, exciting but just uh, wear and tear sort of thing and as a result of that I stopped running around about that time and so for about the next uh, 20 odd years I um, I was uh, not necessarily out of shape as such but um, had turned into a bit of a couch potato and uh, in the end um, when uh, somebody close to me uh, was going on a bit of a fitness journey I thought well I'll join in to give them a bit of support and uh, then quickly came to the realisation that uh, I needed to get back into shape for my own well-being anyway. And um, to just backtrack, I, I did my first park run when I was driving out of our estate one morning at, here at Berwick Springs and saw a whole heap of people running around and thought, well, something's going on there. So I Googled it, found out what it was and thought that's interesting. But I was still in the mindset that I shouldn't have been running, you know, I should be doing things like swimming and so forth to, um, you know, be easier on my injuries. And uh, so I went down and did one and thought, yeah, okay, that was okay, but, um, you know, I'm not going to worry about it for the moment. Um, and I was actually late too and missed the briefing, so they were all well gone before I got down there. But uh, it was then um, almost two years later when I was back into getting fit and um, uh, doing a little bit of running again that um, I went down for my second one. And um, one of the reasons for doing that, though, was um, I wanted to get a bit more involved in the community uh, we'd had a, um, unfortunately, there had been a, a shooting in the area. Um, this is going back to 2015. Uh, somebody who has, um, I guess, lived uh, a bit of a violent life had somebody try to uh, get some payback on him. And uh, as a result, he was shot. He survived, which is good. You know, we, we don't want to see anybody killed. No, but goodness, a scary situation. Yeah, yeah, but I thought, well, you know, how am I going to respond to that? Am I going to be all fearful and stay at home and not go out of doors or am I going to, um, you know, I guess try and show people that, no, look, this is a good area to live and there are worthwhile things to do around here? And I thought, well, I'll give this park run a bit more of a go. So I did one with a friend of mine, um, Joe Denawi, who's now an ID himself, and uh, he, you know, dragged me along and... Um, pace me which was fantastic uh, it was a great support and um, as a result of that I thought okay well look I'll just do a bit more work on my fitness and then I'll come back to this uh, in the new year which I did I was one of those people who had made that new year commitment to get going so I think it was the 6th of January you're one of those I was one of those <laughs> and I stuck with it <laughs> so yeah I wasn't there for the new year's day event but I think it was the 6th of January 2016 which is um my third event, but that's my real park run birth, I, I would say. And uh, I've uh, only missed being there um, a couple of times since then. Wow. Four years later. Not many. I mean, so you're a bit of a slow starter. <laughs> two years between yes, your first yeah. two and then a couple of months between your second yep. or your second and your third. Um, yep. That's, it's a very interesting 
motivation when you talk about, you know, there was crime effectively somewhere nearby mm. within your community and you you actually made a conscious choice about how you were going to let that impact you and um, decided not let it impact you adversely, not let it turn you into a hermit or change, I guess, the way you wanted to live? Or, or do you think maybe it did change the way you wanted to live to a certain extent? Look, I, I think it brought home to me the fact that this sort of event can happen anywhere. And, um, you know, we all like to think that we live in nice neighbourhoods and uh, that nothing much ever happens. Uh, well, at least I hope a lot of us feel that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think we still need to be mindful that, uh, you know, there are people out there who uh, don't have the best of intentions and uh, want to live a life of uh, violence and that getting out and about is one way of showing them that, um, you know, there, there are good people in the world, uh, people who want to support each other and uh, people who you know, enjoy living. Um, and hopefully that uh, will set a bit of example for some people who might be thinking of heading down that path. Um, I'm probably being a bit overly idealistic here, but, um, you know, it's just my way of, I guess, getting out and about and getting to know the people who uh, live in my neighbourhood. And the other thing is too that, uh, you know, it's been a fantastic boom for me, uh, helping me get back into um, a decent level of fitness and uh, has certainly exposed me to more running than I ever did in my younger days as well. Well, that's always a bonus, isn't it? Yes. And look, one of the other things that I came up with, which uh, then I well, I think I heard um, Paul Sitton Hewitt say as well, perhaps, um, was that, um, you know, Park Run is about community and I came for the run and stayed for the people. <laughs> yes, well, I'm glad that three times was a charm for you, G-Train. We're lucky to have you. Thanks, Mel. It's been fantastic. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky for the opportunities that Park Run has uh, provided me with uh, getting out and about and meeting Know, more people and extending my social network as well, introducing me to various running clubs around the area, um, introducing me to that beast called the Marathon and uh, having a lot of fun along the way. Oh, she is a beast too, isn't she? Yes. Now, speaking of opportunities that Parkrun has provided, you are an event ambassador in Victoria and support a whole bunch of very lucky events down that way. Where where did you Parkrun last weekend? Uh, I volunteered at Berwick Waters, which was uh, their 12th event. We launched there in late last year, and it's one of the events that I support as an event ambassador. I thought that um, as I've never been a marshal before, I'll um, strap on my six-shooter and pin a badge on and head on down there and cheer people on, and that was a lot of fun. It's uh, one of the roles that I'm trying to promote more around the area because uh, we're I guess we want to let people know that uh, there are lots of ways that you can take part in park run. You don't necessarily just have to walk or run. Um, you can come along and do some of these roles, which um, I guess help cheer people along um, or just, you know, do some of the, the little tasks around an event, which are um, not necessarily crucial, but they do help out in, um, in a small way. And it also gives, you know, people an opportunity to just participate and have a bit of fun. Awesome, I love that. So, were you in fancy dress then? Did you did you take no, an badge no. and a and a cowboy hat? No, 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 I didn't. I should have, but um, yeah, maybe another time. <laughs> I'll expect that from you in the future, and I want to see a photo when it happens. Please, you're on. And where did you get to, Mel? Well, I was at Brightwater Park Run, which is the closest event to Kiwana. So it's three kilometres from Kiwana as the crow flies. Haven't been there actually for a while. I haven't run there since the course was adjusted officially. I did it uh, and I think they've had this course probably now for two years. It, um, time flies in the parkrun world. But it was my fastest run of the year. Not too difficult considering I had that whole three weeks where I didn't actually get to park run on a Saturday. So I'd been having a dry spell since New Year's Day double. Um, but I'm still I'm still taking it. I've park run three times this year and this was my fastest. So that was really awesome having a, a morning at Brightwater last weekend. Oh, that's lovely.
Parkrun Adventurers. This is uh, Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. And uh, today for my first roving report uh, for 2020, I'm coming from Riverbank Park Run in the New South Wales country town of Yass, which is just outside uh, my hometown of Canberra. And I'm here for event number 13. Uh, Riverbank has uh, suffered a bit with the poor air quality due to the bushfires in uh, New South Wales so they've missed a couple over the last couple of weeks and uh, actually come out here to knock off my Nindy as well which is good. Uh, so Riverbank Park run in Yass has an average run time of 37 minutes and uh, 56. It's a, it's a two lap out and back course and uh, along the, the river here and we're looking forward to running this course and we'll have a chat to a few of the other Park runners that are here today. Alright, so I'm here with another couple of uh, Canberrans who adventured out to uh, Riverbank at Yass here, and I'm here with Susan. You're normally from Gungarlan? Yeah, I am. That's my home park run. And is this your first time at Riverbank? No, I came out actually for Yass's inaugural park run, so this is just my second time today. And uh, what did you think for launch day? Oh, it was great. It was a really exciting day, actually. Um, the the hill um, at the beginning there kind of got us going to start off with, and the, the thought that we had to do it a second time was a bit daunting, but um, we made it and got round, and yeah, it was a great day. You're going to smash it today, aren't you? Oh, I'll give it a good go, that's for sure. <laughs> and Judith, where's your normal park run? My home park run is Ginandera. And is this your first time here as well, or second time? No, actually, this is my third time because oh. I came back as a volunteerist oh, to uh, be tailwalker one week. And do you get out and adventure much? I try to, not as much as I'd like to. I'd like to do more, but life interferes. But yeah, whenever I can, I do. And you're sporting the 2020 rundown on a singlet. Where are you up to when your quest around Australia? I've just gone past um, Emory or something like that. Anyway, heading towards Perth. Oh, very good. You, you certainly smashed me. I only just started in the last couple of weeks. I'm not yet at Goulburn. <laughs> well, it's good fun. It keeps you going, that's for sure. Yeah, look, and that was the reason I signed up for it. I've heard a lot of people use it as motivation. It's like now it's like, yeah, using that as a bit of motivation to get a little bit further. So yeah. hopefully I'll get to Goulburn in the, the next week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll look you up then. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy your run out there. Will we see you at coffee? Um, no, unfortunately, we're, we're on our way to Melbourne to visit relatives, so we won't okay. be able to make coffee, but maybe next time. All right, no worries. Well, I'm sure I'll see you around Canberra anyway. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. I'm here with Kendall, who's run director this morning. Good morning, Kendall. Good morning. Thank you for having us at uh, Riverbank today. It's a beautiful course you have here. Yes, we get a lot of that. It's just beautiful. We're very lucky that we have um, brought Parkrun here to Yass. So I think event was number 12 from memory around there. Um, how's it been you know, for the first couple of months starting up? Um, really good. Um, our launch, we had over 300 people and actually ran out of tokens, so we had to record everyone down. Um, but since then, we've had probably average about 60 to 70 people a week. So, And we've been having a lot of people come from near and far, um, especially Canberra. Um, and we've only had to cancel one just due to the smoke this year with the fires. Um, and, but no, it's been really good. It's great to have something like this in our little community. It is, and that's some really good numbers you've got there. So, you know, provides a nice healthy base and some good volunteers can come out of those kind of numbers as well. So well done for attracting the, the kind of numbers to the, um, the course. Um, how can you describe the course? I think in my intro I may have said it was like an out and back, but it's kind of like a loopy out and back. It is kind of a loopy out and back. Um, we did struggle at first to try and find something that was going to extend to the 5Ks, um, but we always wanted the river um, to be our main focus. Um, it is a bit, we did have to make it two laps just to try and meet that 5Ks, and it is a bit loopy up the top near where the high school is and that, but we've managed to squeeze it in, so um, we're not near roads or anything like that. So. There's two, two river crossings, which are nice and safe, but that's kind of cool, having some, some low-level low river crossings. It is. Um, I'm not sure what we'll do if there's a flood, but at this stage, that's not going to happen. But we have had it in the past where the whole river has flooded um, and the waterline has come up to um, right up the bank. But we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. Well, that just means it's an early coffee and breakfast time, really. Yes, and Beautiful Trader & Co is our um, sponsor for um, Yes Park Run, and Tony is actually, who part owns that, is actually um, one of our run directors as well and volunteers with us and has helped us get it off the ground. 
Excellent. And I believe there was a, another community initiative that kind of helped fund the, um, the, the park run here as well, because obviously funding is a big part of getting a park run off the ground. What can you tell us about that? Um, so many years ago, we used to have a run called Run Your Yass Off. Um, it hadn't been up and running for a couple of years. And the Yass, I'm not sure of their actual name, but the Yass Park, I think they're the Yass um, Runners, um, had some funding left over and um, beautiful Andrew, who Andrew Douglas, who is a pharmacist here in town, decided to give us the um, funding we needed to get this off the ground. And he actually came first today, so I'm very proud of him. Well, it's really good of Andrew to do that and, you know, local businesses, you know, also supporting you know, him being the pharmacist here and also Trader & Co. So it's um, yeah, good to see local businesses supporting Parkrun here. Yes, it is. And they've been, all the businesses have been great. They've allowed us to put up flyers in their windows and they've really gotten on board. Well, thank you very much for your time and uh, I'll see you at coffee. No worries. See you there. We're at uh, Zilmere and with me now is Tim. Tim, uh, you're involved in the committee here, I guess. What, what's your position? I'm uh, one of the run directors here. There's five uh, run directors here who have uh, come on board in the last uh, three or four months mm. here at Zilmere. I've been running Park Run probably four or five years now and recently, yeah. about 12, 14 months ago, I moved into the area and sort of, I like the size and the feel of Zilmere, so made so, this my home. So whereabouts were you before? Uh, I've done uh, various ones. I've done um, Mitchelton, uh, Bunyaville, Albany Creek, so and I've done a lot of touristing as well. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Nice, nice range of them there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Um, but the variety, uh, <laughs> the fact that this is off road, and there's space, yeah. and uh, you don't have to worry about bikes or cars or crossing roads or anything like that. No. All you have to do is watch out for floods. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. To bring the flippers now <laughs> so, and then. Yeah. So we're on the. This is the second anniversary for Zilmere. That's correct. Uh, roughly how many people do you think? Uh, well, yeah. we, that was some conjecture. We, we, we rest, roughly estimate somewhere between 120, maybe 140 in that range. Okay. Um, our average is between 40 to 60 a week. Okay, so so it's, it's, it's big. We get, I'd say, at least half of the people we get here are visitors. Yes. Um, trying to get their alphabet. Shock or a surprise. I know, which, I know. Uh, but it is good because you get a variety of experiences. Um, people talk about where they've been, what they've done, what they've seen. And it's, um, yeah, it's a really good vibe to the, to the place. But it's small enough so you know everybody, but big enough you keep getting new people. It's in. quite a good little uh, sports centre for the... Uh, start, what do you call it? Start, finish, uh, coffee, breathing uh, no, area. No, no, bugger the coffee, it's the, <laughs> no. the, the cold lime water at the moment. And oh, super <laughs> uh, For the listeners, probably like everyone else in Queensland, they'll realise it's rather warm today and humid. The uh, the last two or three weeks, the humidity has just been through the roof. So, uh, and we start at 7 a.m. Uh, you know, New South Wales yep. and some areas down south start at 8 a.m. You can imagine what it'd be like. At that time, are they starting this race? Yeah, I'd pa uh, pass on that just over the border. <laughs> bad news. That's right. Uh, yesterday, the uh, the frogs were out in force. Uh, yesterday, last week, I was by Chermside. Yes. And it was, you were deafened by the frogs going yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, I was here last week when it was washed out, and you're know, on the far side. You're underwater. Uh, yep. well, at least a at least a good 10, 15 centimetres underwater in patches, and the causeway was just flooded. But. Uh, that's, I guess that's the joy of a, a community event. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Yeah, it's actually a beautiful run. You can see people virtually, I think, the whole way around. Yes, that's I right. And, 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 and so it's not so bad if you're a newbie who doesn't, it's not overly familiar with the course. You just need to almost like a, like a sheep, just follow the person in front of you, providing you're not leading, and uh, <laughs> you get to find your way around. No, it was beautiful. Look, thank you very much for the day. Oh, and, of course, the theme today is Hawaiian. Hawaiian, yes. It was uh, suggested by uh, the other run directors that we make it a Hawaiian theme. <laughs> So I think it's gone down a treat. And <laughs> I'm uh, avoiding all the lay jokes. And That's that, right. So, no, yeah. They've been done. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and I love your flock of ibis. Yes, yes, they are tending to the fields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grazing. Do a great job. Okay, thank you very much, Tim. Not a problem. Okay. And we've got a few more visitors to Zilmere. It's, uh, where are you? With me is Tracy. Get the Wendy. order right. Wendy and Rhonda. No, <laughs> Rhonda. This way. Close. Okay, and you're all from New Farm Park Run. Yep. What got you here today? Um, we were chasing our Zed, really. <laughs> like most visitors to Zilmere, yeah. I'd guess. Yeah. Have you done much of your alphabet? A fair bit. Um, I think Wendy's done the most out of all of us. What have you yeah. done? I've only got um, Forest Lake and Ipswich will be my two more local ones, and then I'll have to travel for the other three. So yep. I've got, yeah, 21 today. Uh, very good. Yeah, out of a potential is... 25 at the moment. <laughs> okay. And and do you normally travel around together to different places? Now? Yeah, a fair bit. We um, we tend to do a bit of travelling. So yeah, when we're not 
at New Farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's a great way of getting around. Yeah. So this, this is obviously the. I have to work out the microphone. This is the uh, first time you've been here. How'd you find the course? It was a tough one. We were trying to do a negative split today for our training, so <laughs> good <laughs> that luck. Heat, that heat door. just got us. <laughs> no, it's sort of a swimming through the sweat in the second yeah. half, I think, yeah. today going through. Yeah. You didn't get lost at all. No, all it, it was pretty good, really. Yeah, I think it's a little cruel that they make you run past the finish line <laughs> and do a whole another 800 meters. Yeah, a lot of runs do that. I, I don't know if there's a, an MNS quotient or something. Yeah, it's a little cruel, but but it's a, yeah, it was. It was tough yeah because of the surface as well we're not we're, we're being at new farm we're on that we've got our nice wide concrete path so this is totally foreign to us it wasn't actually soggy though today no which you're sort of no. thinking it could end can could end up that way there were a couple of patches where there was a yeah. little bit of water but yeah okay. where do you plan going to in the next uh, week or two uh switch and yeah we'll we'll um we're going to go down the coast next weekend yep. and then we'll probably I'll, i've got to run at south bank with barbara in a couple of weeks time and i guide for a visually impaired friend okay um so i'll be over at south bank in a couple of weeks and then we'll go back and visit our home park run right? <laughs> we're about to, due to volunteer then yeah. so does this mean you haven't yeah. been at new farm all that much recently um, just in the last few weeks we've been doing a fair bit of touring and getting some of our alphabet letters we've been to yarrabilba and Underwood got our Y's and our U's, so just building <laughs> those letters it's up. A, it's an excellent way of getting around, actually. Yeah, it is. So I fully recommend it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the heat and the humidity will start dissipating a bit. Exactly, yeah. And then we'll have to get our negative splits on track again. Oh, good luck. It's not nice in theory, isn't it, the negative split? Mm, I achieved mine. How well done you? Today? You yes. were looking strong. Oh, Only just, but I got it. She's a, she's a tough cookie, Wendy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take my hat off to you. Yeah. yeah. Look, thank you very much. Enjoy the travelling. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, David. Howdy park runners, Tock reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today, Jack and I have made a bit of a pilgrimage up to Kerrang and we've brought our mate Mel along. She's managed to get some day leave out of the Army Reserve and so we've brought Mel up with us to Kerrang. Kerrang for me is a bit of a pilgrimage. As a child, I spent nearly every school holiday and every long weekend coming up to Kerrang. Uh, my grandparents lived up here and so it's been a bit of a return to some good times. Um, sitting out here at the moment before park run on the edge of the Loddon River just reflecting back on some of those times and this is a really great place I'm really looking forward to this one we'll talk to some people catch you later Howdy park runners we're at the finish line of Kerrang now we're looking straight up a gun, gun barrel straight here and ironically we're reading a sign that says shooting in progress when red flags displayed we run right beside a pistol club which um, tends to make people probably run a bit quicker up the straight. <laughs> I'm with a group of locals. Uh, can you introduce yourself, guys? Uh, Rachel. Linda. Tanya. And um, is this your first park run you've been to or have you been to other park runs previously? What's your background with park run? Um, this is my second. Um, we came to the launch at Kerrang last week, so yep. just new to it. <laughs> new to park run and uh, enjoying getting your emails so far? Yeah, love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yes, we uh, rang each other yes, last week <laughs> when we got compared results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's your second one as well, is it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And how about you, Rachel? The same. Same. So we're all fairly new into parkrun, aren't you? are new into the world of adventuring <laughs> where you start to go and do other parkruns and then your results will list all the different parkruns you've done and you, you'll yeah. compare your times of... Yeah, so when you go away on holidays, you'll get used to looking for a parkrun, trying <laughs> to find it. And uh, what do you think of the course out here? It's very good. It's very scenic and even. <laughs> and so, fairly flat. Yeah, fairly flat. It is a pretty good flat course. It's nice yeah. along the river. I went for a run before park run this morning. You got a number of little bush tracks in and out around the river too. So it's really beautiful along there. It's yep. a common walking track kind of all around here, but yeah, it's nice to actually do a proper, you know, timed walk. <laughs> yeah, I did think when I got a couple of k's out in the bush and someone else popped out on a run too, I thought it must be the, the local is, haunt yep. for the running. It, it definitely is, yeah. And it'd be beautiful on a hot day too because you're on, in under the trees too, yeah, lots of shade. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, guys, enjoy your park run journey and, uh, yeah, Hi, good luck with future park runs. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Howdy, park runners. Talk reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. 
today we're ventured up to the uh, extremely sunny town of Kerrang. I've got to say, this is probably sunnier than Inverloch. I know that's hard to admit, but it is. And I'm with Jody. Jody's one of the co-EDs at Kerrang. Jody, how did you come to get involved with Parkrun? Oh, it's just a, I'm actually a councillor in Kerrang, and um, it's good to get our community together and meet different people, keep them active and social. And um, we started it sort of started last year, trying to get a group together that we're interested, and that's how we've sort of got to here. And amazingly, you're telling me that you haven't actually run a park run, but you're here volunteering. That's an outstanding effort. Well done. So um, week two for Kerrang. Um, normally the second week the numbers drop quite a bit, but you've actually got really strong numbers here. This is impressive. Yeah, I'm really surprised. We had 170 for our launch last week, and I'm guessing 120, 130 today. I could be wrong, but they're still coming in, so let's wait and see. And something I noticed out there, Jody, which you always get walkers at every park run, but the number of walkers at Krang is is really high by percentage. I think that's great that you've managed to engage the community this early. We did um, promote via Facebook and all our media forms through council and, and um, across our newspapers that it's not just for people that run, it's a social activity to get people out and active. Um, yeah, so we encourage the walkers as well to get out there as well. I've never seen a group so strong at the back of the field walking. I guess there's probably a third of the field out having a walk, which is just really impressive to see. So, um, oh, you're barcode scanning today, so I'll let you get back into it. And thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, one week can be a long time in Parkrun. And today, I have the pleasure of being at Kerrang Regional with my lovely hosts, Tok and Jackie. Um, I didn't even know I put the call out in the pod last week for a lift, but within days of missing Parkrun last week, I had an offer for a seat in a car. And so here I am. Very appreciative, thanks, Tok and Jackie. So I'm going to speak to the co-ED, Annette, and get you a little course description. Okay, hello, Annette, and um, congratulations on Kerrang Regional Park Run. Would you like to describe your course for us? Oh, thank you, Mel. Um, our course is, as always, the five kilometre, but it's just a... a out and back but I call it a wiggly horseshoe shape because it's sort of um, uh, yeah a horseshoe shape but wiggles around all over the place around the little wetland in the area it's a gravel flat gravel track um, starts out on the uh, track along the river and then it goes onto the levee which the levee is what saved us in the 2011 floods oh really yes and this is the Loddon River, is that this right? This is the Loddon River here, where we are here. And uh, they man-made area in the middle there made that and moved the levee over to the other side so that we could sort of go around. Now, you've got some great support from council, I believe, that actually uh, did something special for you to be able to use this, this track. Yes, it was actually the council that approached me because I'd been looking around for a, a track and I'd sort of put in a, uh, a bit of an idea to them and uh, they said, well, I think we can do a little bit better than that because this track isn't a listed road. It's, um, it's just a track that's evolved through the years and the Shire said, well, we can just close it off because it's not a road. So they've moved the gates, they've uh, enabled it to be parkrun specified of no traffic. We just have to check to make sure there's no fishermen down alongside the river. And um, But uh, no, they've been absolutely magnificent, the Shire have. They, they helped us in so many ways, well getting getting the um, the funding. We, we got a, a big um, grant off them, $5,000 off the Shire. Uh, which has helped with the defib and everything like that and yeah that's good and you've got quite a unique sign there at the start line (laughs) (laughs) there's a bit of a story to that well these this pistol club that used to uh well it still operates as just a pistol club but it used to do more long range um small ball rifle so if they if the rifle club were shooting they had to put out signs so that people knew that they were shooting but now with the baffles and the pistol it's 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 perfectly safe 
<laughs> and uh, but they've just left the sign there. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just read it out. I'm not sure if Tony did when he did his report, but it says warning: shooting in progress when red flags displayed, and it's right at the start line, <laughs> which is a bit unique. And safe to walk past, it says. <laughs> oh yeah, in 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 small writing. In at the small bottom. writing. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to see. <laughs> so what was your, what's your been your involvement with Parkrun yourself? I have been here right from the start. I, because I'd heard of Park Run, I hadn't really done a Park Run, uh, but I'd heard about and and people, uh, not in town, but other people, friends, relatives, and over in Kahuna, they they had theirs, and I thought, well, about time, we had one last around here, and yeah, a lot of people said they really like to have one and I said well okay I'll see what I can do to get it going so I've been here right from the start. Oh well done it's certainly a good thing for the community and I hope that they embrace yes. Kerrang Regional. That's it from me who knows where I'll be or if I'll park run next week but for now this is one happy little park runner see you all again soon bye Hey what up it's the K-Man and um, Action Man Alistair here for for our guerrilla tourism, finding out how the different park runs roll in different places. We are currently now at the Waggy Bridge Park running Gungarlan. It's a nice undulating walk, as we can say. Yeah, and it's got a creek, which is, and a bridge. Yeah, that goes over the creek, funnily enough. And the bridge has the Waggy Bridge troll. Oh, you should have told me that before I went over. Well, you got over quick, you didn't do too much clippity-clappity, and so he didn't hear, and he didn't come out and eat you your bones for breakfast. Well, that was the thing I found interesting, that we stopped on both sides of the bridge. <laughs> there was a lot of, um, sort of a briefing. Briefings. We had a briefing yep. of how the run, like the first time is briefing, mm-hmm. before the bridge, then we had the um, acknowledgement of country. Yep. And then the countdown and then mm. the start of the run on the other side of the bridge. Yeah, no, no, they really maximised the bridge usage there. It's all G. Oh, you know what I did see on the bridge though? Uh, no. From the bridge, yeah. I looked across. Yeah. And I saw hoppity hoppity kangaroos. Ooh, the hoppity hoppity kind. <laughs> the, the only and the best. I love those. <laughs> All right, well, let's go find some people and chat with people. How many times have you come to this run? It's our first. Oh, your first. Oh, you're inaugural. You three? Yeah. So you go, okay. So it's your first inaugural Waggy Bridge. Yes. Have you done just Canberra or have you gone around Uh, the world? We've done yes. Yes. Um, Yes, we've done. Well, I've done all of Canberra. Oh, yeah. Well, now, when I finish this one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if I ever finish this one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, done a few around the region, mm-hmm. and we're planning a couple in New Zealand in March, oh, Queenstown yeah. and Wanaka. Mm. In fact, we have a friend of ours was recently nah, doing them in village. Scotland. Oh, yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Scotland, the friend is in Scotland. Hi. Hi. Yes. Cool. yes. So we're a regular group, mm-hmm. and our home is... Oh, what's your group called? Oh, what are we called? Park the regular Parkrun junkies. junkies. Parkrun junkies, awesome. Yes. Are you on Facebook? Uh, no, 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 but we have our own chat group. Cool, and cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah, our home ground is Young yeah. Garland, but, cool, cool. but yeah, we've got fun. people from Tuggeranong, mm-hmm. part of that, and mm-hmm. I live in Western Creek, and mm-hmm. these guys live So is Coombs your regular, or is Gungarland still No, Gungarland's still home. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my friends come here. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. The cool people. <laughs> the yeah. cool people. You've done Perth before. Oh, oh Perth. Yeah. Okay, have you joined the, is it the Peel Club, which is someone who's done one in every state? No, but I've only just found out that badge thing that you can add to your parkrun profile, mm-hmm. parkrun challenges. So I've been looking at the alphabet. So oh, yeah. W will help today. Yeah. Oh, and I've there's been a lot of W's in Sydney. Well, I haven't done any in Sydney. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not drilling you. <laughs> Is the New Zealand the next ones on your list for new park runs? Well, no, we wanted to do Jindabyne and have a bit of a weekend of it. Mm-hmm. But because of the fires, yeah, we yeah. put that off. And we still haven't done Queanbeyan. Oh! Mm-hmm. You, do you already have a queue, though? 
No. Okay, what's well, this double a double win? Yeah. A double win. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let us continue on our walk. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. Good luck. Hope you get more interesting. Oh, you guys stories. are very interesting to start with. <laughs> I'm not sure we're gonna have to go aim high to beat you guys. <laughs> Thank you. No. Lovely. You too. All right. So we're here at the Waggy Bridge sign, which uh, we are informed by it that it is the. Uh, it's a bridge, really. This is the best way to put it. And uh, it goes over water. The natural waterline of the Ngunnawal people. Wow, you got lots of information. You must actually have read the sign instead of just leaning on it. Waggy Bridge was erected to connect Amaru and Moncrief without interrupting the natural water flow that situates on the Ngunnawal Aboriginal Water Path Line. The natural water path line was followed and used for many thousands of years by the Ngunnawal people. They followed the water path that follows through the middle of Moncrief from Amaru to Nunnall and down to Nichols, which there now is a golf course using all our water. Oh, yeah, and there's a nice bit of artwork here depicting the uh, river. Nice. I see an orange vest. Yes. What's your orange vest on for today? Uh, so I volunteered as marshal today. So that's an um, activity where we walk around, put the signs in so people know which way to go, and then just stand at a point and ensure that people... Uh, following the right track, keeping left, and just uh, making others aware of um, the, the the traffic yeah. that will be on the course. Oh, so, so make sure that they don't run into this creek behind you. Yeah, well, I was a bit worried because it's my first time whether I'd put the signs up correctly or and whether mm. I'd have people heading towards Gungarland Town Centre as yeah. opposed to back to the start line. But I'm assuming it's gone well. I've seen people come around again, so yeah, you guys good. included. So yeah, I must have done it right because people are coming back. We were talking earlier, before the mic was on, about Canberra Region park runs. Yeah. How many Canberra Region park runs have you done? Four. I tell a lie. I've done five. So I started at Gin and Dera mm -hmm. when it like early days. Mm -hmm. Then Gungala when yeah, Gungala started. I've done Mount Ainsley. Mount I was there for the first one of that mm -hmm. and done it a few more times since. Mm -hmm. Was here for the first one of this. Yep, and then on New Year's Day, not this, this one, oh, but the one, one just previous. the one previous uh, out at Tuggeranong. For the double, because yeah. there was one in Gungahlin and then oh, one at Tuggeranong. Yeah. So have you done this one before? Yep, no. yep. Oh, I have. Okay. Yeah. So is this counted as your second? Like yeah, it, it will be. It will be my second. Oh, what's your first? Uh, it was um, Mount Ainsley, oh, or the bottom bit. Fortunately, yeah, not yeah. the whole going up the mountain bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mount Ainsley's a good one. Yeah. Actually, I looked at my elevation. This one's got more elevation in it than Mount. Well, it does have a lot Mount. of undulation. More undulation. More undulation. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the words, right? So that surprised yeah. me. That's the street. Street yeah. terms, undulation. Yeah. All right. All right, we're enjoy. We're, we're going to undulate for the rest of the course. Yeah, see have you a good day. You see yeah, thanks. The street term is actually more complicated than the regular term. It goes up and down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Action Man here. Um, and Maureen. Maureen. Our lovely one run director of Waggy Bridge. Wagu Bridge. Wag Wagu Bridge? Wagu Bridge. Why is it an I? So it's Wagu Bridge, Wagu, even though it's Waggy. Yes. Even though it's spelled Waggy, it's yes. Wagu. Yes, yes. Alright. Kind of like escargot. Okay, kind of same. <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> same, same, but different. Alright. So, do we have a good showman today, do you think? We did, absolutely. We've gotten over a hundred runners and walkers. Today, which, really? A yeah. hundred? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of the whole thing, like... It was too many gunners, so they made a second one, and this place is thriving. It's great. Absolutely. It's been a great run today, though. A lot of nice people to talk to, but also, you have a lot of wildlife around. Uh, we do. There's been some kangaroo sightings this morning. Unfortunately, I'm not sure whether the numbers here are reflective of what's normally here, just given the conditions with the smoke and mm. the fires and stuff and the drought. It's looking very brown out there at the moment. So we do have lots of wildlife, but... Um, yeah. Cool. What made this a special Australia Dayness of this park run versus just a regular Saturday? Uh, just everyone in our Wagyu Bridge Park Run community getting uh, dressed up with their flags or their colours or their tattoos mm -hmm. or yeah, dress everyone up just, is always good. Yeah, dress up's always good. Everyone loves to dress up. So mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Thanks, well, let's go. Rock and roll. Rock on. Well, that was uh, me, the K Man. Uh, action man. At the Wagyu Bridge. Wagyu Bridge, I know. 
He didn't. He don't realize that by looking at it. And <laughs> the spelling is W A G I, but it's Wagyu. Probably that sign told us. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we didn't read that sign too well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out. Peace. Well, we had some fantastic roving reports there. First up, we had Mark, who was at Riverbank, which is I guess not too far from Gungahlin. Interesting to hear that they've had a bit of flooding there, and um, I noticed that the RD there on the day has a very uh, practical way of dealing with it. They'll just cross that bridge when they get to it. <laughs> You've got to love the parkrun puns, or any kind of puns, really. That's right. I'm a punny kind of gal. Yes, and uh, Dave was at Zilmere having cake and getting his Hawaiian on, which was a bit cool. I do love myself a Hawaiian theme. I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but I definitely and and i'll let you in on a little secret he actually borrowed some hawaiian shirts that happened to be in my costume cupboard um want those back sometime soon dave yeah you might have a bit of a fight on your hands there they are magnificent shirts then we had uh tok and melissa both reporting in from kerrang um it was interesting to hear Tok having some uh, childhood flashbacks there from uh, his time visiting his grandparents. And um, fortunately, there were no other flashbacks of another sort uh, with the pistol range being uh, nearby. Yeah, it was it was nice having having the two of them both report in. Like, it doesn't happen very often. Usually, if the roving reporters um, find themselves both at the same event. So, for example, Linda was also at Zilmir, but she didn't send a report in because she knew Dave was covering it. Uh, but it it does make for a little bit of a nice different thing that both Tok and Melissa were there at the same time. Uh, glad that Melissa got some leave to to get to Kerrang Park Run and uh, that she had a bit of an adventure with Tok and Jackie. Pistol ranges, rifle ranges, all those sorts of things. This isn't the first event that actually is near or around one. So um, just goes to show, I think, that we're – our park runners <laughs> live life on the edge. They do. And um, as we heard last week, Melissa has been doing some work for the Army Reserve in uh, supporting the efforts to fight the bushfires in Victoria. So, you know, we're very thankful for the efforts of her and uh, all the defence personnel helping out and also all the non-defence personnel helping out uh, around the country at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, Talk spoke about his childhood at uh, visiting Kerrang and um, it uh, reminded me too of my childhood uh, at Pagapanyal and some of my earlier years when I was in the Army myself. So it uh, brings back some fond memories. So your, your childhood memories, Pagapanyal is, it's a pretty famous base actually, isn't it? Because there's a song, it's mentioned in a song. Yes, it um, is. You're thinking of I was only 19. Yeah, that is a big song. It's um it's it's a it's a military base, so families live there as well as um, people who are serving, currently serving. So that would have been you say it's back to your childhood. You would have had a parent in the defence force who was stationed there at that time. Yes, yeah, my father was there um, with the army in the seventies. In the early seventies, we were there. Uh, he, I guess, he was posted there initially to help train. Uh, national servicemen who'd been caught up. Um, I think by the time we get there, they might not have been sending any to Vietnam. Um, and uh, we were there for about three and a half years, I think it was, um, my uh, you know, early years of primary school. And, um, yeah, so, look, it was a fun time as a kid. Uh, you know, we sort of had the run of the place and we'd be riding around and getting up to all sorts of mischief. And... Um, you know, I was there in later years as I, uh, when I was in the Army myself and it was interesting to sort of look back at some of the um, areas that I'd been to as a kid and think, you know, as a kid thinking, gee, that, that's a huge hill or, or uh, you know, it's a big area there and uh, then going back later as an adult and uh, realising how small it all was. Yeah, the, per- the perspectives change. It's um, a small world, isn't it? Not just a parkrun world but to have these places and spaces where we have – events and i know a lot of people especially adventurers they get to new events when they launch in places that they don't currently live but they have history there you know their parents or they've got family there or they holidayed there as a child or you know some part of their past you know happened in those areas and to go and visit the park runs when they're there is it is a trip down memory lane and i think it's really lovely 
that can be part of the parkrun adventure experience. Yeah, yes, you're certainly right there. You know, there have been a couple of events that I've been to, uh, fortunate enough to get to where I have had a bit of a childhood connection and uh, it's great going back and, um, you know, revisiting them as an adult and seeing how things have changed and how some things haven't changed. We had uh, some new voices again this week with K-Man and Action Man, that would be Kieran Webb and Alistair Buchanan, who were at Wagyu Bridge Park Run. Um, it was a, a very refreshing perspective that they gave us as well. I, I like the the duel, the two people doing a roving report and bouncing off each other as they go. It's it's a little bit different than, you know, the traditional interviewing um, that happens, but I thought it worked well. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, K-Man and Action Man make a great team and um, we uh, look forward to hearing some more content from that uh, dynamic duo. Now, last week, <laughs> D-Train, Lyndall and I spoke about a club that Lyndall had been thinking on for quite some time and it's called the Vert Club. We we have had some interactions with Peter Pullman, who is the keeper of the spreadsheets, and other people talking about how you might be able to track said club. I will be honest, I did not do my homework. I've had a bit of a huge week and didn't get an opportunity to figure out the elevations on all my events and then count them up to see where my status is at in the Vert Club. But it's one of the points that was risen and from what little I have done of my homework, I, I concur with it, is that the elevations on individual courses will vary depending on the devices that actually uh, map them, I guess. And so, for example, Kuwana, I've got different devices, different GPS devices that have given reasonably different results. I'll, I'll have one that sort of tracks it at about between 40 and 44 metres elevation and another one that just says 10. So that's a bit of a big difference, especially if, if that's an event that you've done the most and it either counts for 10 or it counts for 40 uh, toward your vert club. So, you know, one train of thought is, well, maybe you could take the average of three different people's GPSs or something like that, but I don't think it's very accurate. And I remember reading somewhere earlier in the week, and it's my fault for not writing it down, but somebody said that there's a program out there where you can input where you have run into their system and they give you like GPS data from actual surveyors. It's like land data that people have gone out and, you know, mapped, proper maps with those survey tripod thingies using all the good technological terms. Here I am. <laughs> um, I don't know the name of it. So if anybody knows the name of it, please message me and let me know so that I can let everyone know what it is next week. But I think that could be one way to get the data for the courses that people have done um, that might be a little bit more accurate. Uh, interesting conversations have started anyway and there's lots of people out there talking about which events are over elevation of 100 metres and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I love about unofficial clubs. It's getting people talking and thinking and considering doing new challenges. And I'm not going to make you any promises, but maybe by next week I will have tried to figure out where I stand in the club. Yes, well, hopefully one of our loyal listeners will phone in with that information about which um, site that uh, you can do that sort of thing in. I mean, it certainly is an interesting way of looking at things and um, gets people thinking about things in different ways and uh, sparks some interest in um, events which might not usually get uh, a bit of attendance. Uh, certainly I know that uh, Wilson Botanic near us is uh, one of the um, hilliest around. and um, But it's interesting, though, because the other thing about GPS is, is that even within the same device, you can get different readings depending on what day it is and, you know, where the satellites are positioned in the sky. Those tricky satellites. That's right. Uh, uh, it'd probably work better if they were um, stuck on poles rather than floating around in space. Yeah. Yes. There, there's also, um, you know, you can also have occasions where if you're doing a two-lapper is that sometimes the data might be different on one lap compared to the other. Mm. And, you know, it might vary again depending on running style. True, true. If you uh, if you go from running to crawling, 
some people flail their arms around a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that could be one way you can get some extra vert at the top of a hill. Exactly. Just just do a couple of star jumps while you're up there. Yeah. Now, uh, something else that was an excellent point which was raised is um, Peter Polman did the let me Google that for you situation with the name of the Sherpa who um, was the first one to head up to Mount Everest and that was Tenzing Norgay. That's correct. So potentially we should be calling the, the, the Sherpa level Tenzing Norgay instead of Sherpa. It's Lyndall's club. I'll leave that up to her to decide. But then you also made an excellent point to me earlier this week, Jared, when you mentioned that there would have been a lot more Indigenous people climbing Mount Kosciuszko far, far before anyone um, of the colonial fleet. Or Yeah, yeah I guess there before any Europeans came along and uh, walked up it. Yes. It was interesting. My late mother-in-law was Polish, and uh, when I first met her, she um, said, oh, yes, look, Australia's very interesting because you've even got a Mount Kosciuszko there. Kosciuszko? Where's Mount Kosciuszko? (laughs) (laughs) And then I realised what she was saying. That's the Polish pronunciation for it. That's excellent. Kosciuszko. Yes, Mount Kosciuszko. I like it. I'm going to try and remember how to say that and use that in future just to confuse people. Meanwhile, um, I want to remind everybody as well that the Palm 20 Parkrun Adventures Listener Meetup Countdown is on. So it's not long to go. We're very excited and looking forward to it. And a lot of the agenda is already getting put together by the team that are organizing it for us. And I will reveal and we'll share we'll share the Facebook page where there's more details, etc. But there's going to be a lot of freedom runs across the weekend. So in addition to running Mount Parker Park Run on Saturday morning, there are freedom runs already planned on Friday afternoon slash evening at West Beach. And then on Saturday afternoon, Lock Hill. And then on Sunday morning, Cleland, talking about elevation. So it's going to be a big weekend. Lots of opportunities for people to do freedom runs in a group. Um, of course, you know, People, the good thing about Palm is people just pick and choose which bits they want to attend and how much running, etc., they want to do or walking and those sorts of things. Everybody always chooses to do the fancy dress and come to dinner on Saturday night. That's a highlight for me personally. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend. So looking forward to that and just wanted to give everybody a reminder that it's happening. And there's a Facebook page for it. Jared, do you know what the Facebook page is? Uh, no, but I can imagine it will have something to do with Palm 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's actually spelt out. So the Facebook page, if anyone wants to find it and keep an eye on the events and uh, just say that even you're interested, so potentially if not ne- this year, maybe next year, uh, is the Parkrun Adventurers Podcast Listener Meetup. So that's what you got to type in. It sounds like it's going to be an action-packed weekend, and it's just another example of the the fantastic uh, connections that grow have grown out of Park Run. Um, you know, it's not uh, you know for some people it's just rocking up on a Saturday morning, doing a bit of a run or a walk or some volunteering and heading home. But for others, they've made connections with people uh, across the country and across the world, and um, they're you know now getting together and um, meeting up in person. Um, you know, like an, and another example is the uh, the longest day event, which will no doubt be happening again later this year. I am exceptionally proud that the podcast has become, even in its unofficial capacity, this extension of how people can connect through the parkrun world. You know, I mean, clubs, that's one way that people do and they, they spend time outside of parkrun day together, but the the fact that we've built a community around the podcast of like-minded individuals our adventurers out there who who just love to do things a little bit different and love to explore the parkrun world very very proud of the fact that we've we've got all these friends and you are all friends and it's always lovely to meet the friends that I haven't met yet at the listener meetups as well so can't wait to get together with you all and have a chat and just basically gorge ourselves on park run <laughs> for the whole weekend. It's going to be great. Should be awesome. Ah, well, it's been um, quite an honour to uh, 
be with you tonight. Um, I've had a lot of fun and um, I'm not sure when the next opportunity will be, but uh, it's, you know, something that, um, you know, it's been interesting sitting on the other side of the uh, speakers for a change, I guess, and uh, seeing how it all works in the background and uh, getting to spend some quality time with yourself. It's been great having you on the co-hosting couch, G-Train, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. I'll, I'll uh, put you through to my agent after this call. <laughs> we'll talk pricing. That's right.